0: Welcome to Markets Now. I'm Michelle Rook with Darren Newsom, Senior Market Analyst for Bar Charts. Uh, we did see livestock leaning higher on the close today with grains all in negative territory and some new lows and new contract lows, actually, in corn and mini wheat contracts. And Darren, you know, I know there's a lot of people that are going to say, hey, this was a result of the USDA Outlook Forum numbers, but we kind of already knew that from what the market was telling us, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I get a good laugh every year out of uh, U.S. Uh, USDA Outlook, uh, the Outlook Forum, and, and how seriously some people seem to take it. I don't think the market cares about it at all. What we saw today was simply just an extension of the trends that we've been in since the spring of 2022. So, I mean, there wasn't anything, there wasn't anything dramatic, there wasn't any shattering news uh, in these made up numbers. And, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. But it certainly it certainly wasn't due to that. Now, the biggest thing we've got going on right now is that funds just simply have no fear uh, of continuing to add to their net short positions. And, you know, we watched March corn, which is going to be going into delivery soon, break through 420. Uh, we saw uh, the May contract testing 430. And, you know, we, we saw from for much of the day, we saw a double digit sell off in soybeans before it recovered a bit. So again, just no fear on the on the fund side
0: and in fact the soybeans are not very far from the contract lows here down around that 1145 area so do you think that is a susceptible area on the charts
1: the, the interesting thing about soybeans is if we look at the cash index and we look at the monthly close only chart uh, if we go back to April it completed a head and shoulder top and this is a technical look at a fundamental factor and what it did at that point was when we got that we got that close in, in this past April, uh, it projected a low monthly close of 1025. So, you know, is there still room to the downside? Yes, in the cash market. We have not fulfilled, you know, the technical pattern yet. Does that mean it absolutely has to go that low? No, but it's interesting to note again, with futures going to new contract lows, it's going to continue to push the cash market lower. And a lower cash market also tells us that available stocks to use continue to increase.
0: So, in your mind, are the funds just going to keep pushing the short side of this market because they're being rewarded as they do it, aren't they?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's a money game. I mean, it's an investment. Uh, if if there's still room to the downside, there's no reason for funds to to get out. And I say that, you know, the the thing that could change this is if we get a contra-seasonal move uh, in the in the U.S. stock indexes. Usually, those the, the you know the major indexes trend down in February and March, but if they start extending their long-term uptrends again that could pull some money out of commodities even these with bearish fundamentals or neutral fundamentals uh, and they could just say hey look we we've, we've ridden this uh, we've ridden these markets long enough let's get out let's move some money over into something else possibly even over into other commodities that have bullish fundamentals like energies or you know some other some other sector that's that looks to be going going into a a more bullish time of year and has the fundamentals to back it
0: is the next best prospect, maybe end of the quarter? Maybe they bank some profits and cover some of those positions or not?
1: That's always a possibility. Um, again, i I don't know that there's as much window dressing that goes on as as is believed or at least it used to happen. I think okay. funds have a different makeup uh, at this point rather than the classic commodity funds. I think it's it's more, you know, obviously it's more international. It's more computer driven. Uh, so they're not going to be looking at end of quarter being a trigger. But I mean, it, it could, certainly still could be, particularly if they've got big profits uh, and, and they just want to, bo- uh, you know, book some of it, pocket some of it, and uh, and roll it over into other markets.
0: Fundamentally, is there anything in your mind that could turn this green market?
1: As it, we're basically going to have to start looking out at new crop now, uh, for the most part, and and see if the weather gives us anything to start uh, to start banking on a little bit. As far as old crop goes, you know we've got basis that really isn't going anywhere, so it continues again to tell us that there's plenty of supplies to meet demand. Uh, I don't see an upswing in demand immediately that's going to change that uh, that change that situation all that much. So, no, I I don't see anything fundamentally short term or possibly even intermediate term with the with the outlier being that May July soybean spread, possibly hinting you know at at stronger demand. Some of this could be coming from soybean meal uh, soybean meal exports, uh, some crush demand here at the uh, the second half of the marketing year. But overall, I just don't see anything to get overly excited about.
0: No doubt. All right. So we talk about the fund traders. Let's also talk about the algorithm traders. Mm-hmm. Um, what are they watching in terms of? their press on the short side of this market because they look at a little different things than some of the hedge funds and whatnot, don't they?
1: Yeah. You know, and that's, that's one of the interesting evolutions of this market. And I have the opportunity to visit with a number of uh, a number of algorithm engineers, coders, whatever you want to call them. Uh, And it's not, pure technical analysis. It's not classic technical analysis. So, you know, that immediately puts an asterisk by any of these technical patterns that old chartists like myself tend to see on these charts. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, monthly, daily, weekly, whatever it might be. Uh, What are algorithms looking at? It can be a number of things. It could be moving averages. It could be volatility. It could be momentum. Uh, It could be, you know, any sort of calculation. Uh, or or combination of calculations that, you know, trigger buying and selling orders. Uh, And so it's an interesting, it's been interesting to watch uh, this, uh, you know, it used to be just headlines. You could feed headlines into these computers and and change the markets, but it's not that way anymore. A lot of folks like to think of it that way, but it simply isn't. Uh, There's a lot more to it now.
0: No doubt. We talk about money flow, and I know that makes some farmers mad when I when I mention that, but it does have an influence on the commodity sector. Um, and you mentioned earlier about the stocks indices, and we were making new highs and we had a little correction at the beginning of this week. But you said mm-hmm. the seasonals are part, pointing lower. Do you think we'll get our typical seasonal pattern this year or not?
1: That's going to be interesting to watch because again, we usually see a pretty decent sell-off in February and March. You know, everything just kind of takes a breather from a, st- a strong move over the previous three to four months. Uh, if we don't get it this month, and we're already seeing, say, like the Nikkei going to to new highs, and we're seeing some of the European markets uh, continuing to press higher, so you know, we're going to continue to to monitor these situations. If we don't get that sell-off. It just tells us, you know, when we get a seasonal move and so it doesn't break this time, that tells us there's something fundamentally different, that there's more support, there's more money coming into the U.S. stock indexes than what we normally see this time of year. Uh, So that's certainly something to keep an eye on. And again, if that starts to happen, if we start to see the Dow and the S&P and so on uh, pushing higher, that might be one of the saving graces, if not the only saving grace, for some of these grain markets at this point.
0: Yeah. What does it mean for the cattle market?
1: There is a tie between livestock, uh, particularly the cattle markets and U.S. stock indexes. Uh, Usually, as the stock indexes go up, it adds support uh, on the idea that, you know, folks are are doing better, that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that markets equate to economy, but there is, you know, a loose, you know, idea that, all right, if, if the economy is doing well, uh, people are investing in stocks, they're doing other things besides just hoarding their money. And if so, they're going to be willing to spend it on some of their some other items, say like higher priced beef. And that usually provides some support to the market. So uh, if, if the US stock indexes want to go ahead and go higher here in February and March and, and do continue to extend their uptrend, I think it's going to provide some support. I think it's going to keep some fund money coming back into the cattle markets.
0: Yeah, and buds are going to be really important to keep the rally going in the cattle. We've had a little correction here, mm-hmm. but um, actually, mostly higher today in the cattle and absorbed some lower cash news. I thought pretty well.
1: That was interesting. Yeah, you know, we're hearing it was it was earlier in the week this time around. I know they waited till Friday afternoon uh, before much moved last week, but we've already got some we've already got some trade going on at a couple dollars lower uh, than what we heard late last week. So. Whether or not this moves the market on Friday, we'll have to wait and see. But we did see some commercial support. Uh, again, we we were able to close Thursday with some with some decent buying across the board, both cattle markets.
0: All right. Any other markets that you're watching right now?
1: I think one of the interesting ones. I think I mentioned it earlier. is in crude oil? Uh, this is a time of year for energies to go higher. Uh, again, this uh, from a seasonal point of view, and what we're starting to see in crude oil distillates, uh, those two markets in particular, is some strong commercial buying coming into the market. Uh, so again, it, it, if, if we've been looking for diesel fuel, hopefully we've got it locked in here in the December, January timeframe, because it looks like the distillates market looks like crude oil is getting ready to take off for a little while.
0: Yeah, we've been pretty sideways for a long time there, or several weeks anyways, mm-hmm. so it looks like a little bit of a chart breakout, doesn't it?
1: It does. It does. And, and one of the things that that could do, again, throwing out traditional uh, technical patterns, is you know this could start to feed on itself and, and again, could start to bring some more money, uh, some investment money, fund money into the energy sector. And if so, again, that might be some sort of support. To the uh, to the grains, not necessarily on the old ethanol crude oil tie, but just simply from the fact you know funds have made a great deal of money to the downside in grains. They see that the fundamentals, at least the future spreads in uh, in energies, are more bullish, and that could uh, that could start to attract some money.
0: Something to keep an eye on for sure. All right, thanks for joining us, Darren Newsom, senior market analyst with Bar Chart. Right, that's Markets Now.